0: Welcome to another episode of Hearts for the Lost. Uh, this is Jimmy De Los Santos, and I'm in Dallas, Texas, and I'm with...
1: Brian right Nye from Indianapolis, Indiana. Jimmy, how you doing, man?
0: I'm doing good. I'm doing good, Brian. It's uh, it's episode five, man. Are we episode already cinco, on episode five? Bro. We've been, we've been yeah. doing this for five months now. It is. Um, it man, is. So this is going to drop on March the 1st, and so we're real excited to get to this next episode. Uh, but, you know, we're, we're excited to tell the people about Uh, something we just did together i thought i thought it was really great um there was a group of us that went to g3 the regional conference in atlanta uh recently we went to praise mill baptist church we were able to spend some time there um and you know every time people were watching us wearing our hearts for the lost shirts and giving out our hearts for the lost wristbands uh they're wondering well where are y'all from and and so we had to explain you're from indianapolis and i'm from dallas how (laughs) how how does that work out and so i thought i thought it was fun it was great to meet um some of the some of the, the folks you brought along and it was just like a group uh it was good fellowship it was good time and uh if people don't get this sometimes worship can be just so blessed when mm. all you sing is hymns we sang the old hymns every single it wasn't it wasn't like a rock band up there was what they have an organ organ
1: pianist a cello and a violin
0: <laughs> and it was great
1: oh it was beautiful
0: and then there was moments when they just stopped playing and mm. all you had was the congregational singing mm. And I'm telling you, man, I, I, got, I got chills at times. There was, those songs were beautiful. It was the worship was wonderful uh, at the at the place. And you know, uh, this particular time around, uh, the last time at the national conference, uh, I worked the booth a lot. Uh, you did too. I missed quite a few of the of the sermons. Chris uh, Chris Hernandez, who's uh, my co host on the SolarCast, always gives me a hard time about missing all the sermons. But this time, man, I took a legal pad full of notes, bro. I was there for every single one of those. And so it, it, it was really great. Uh, this one was on salvation. Um, you know, and I, I love the way that they went through the Ordo Salutis, right? Uh, mm. from, from, the, you know, from the calling, from before the foundation of the world, all the way to the ending, which was great, evangelism and the sovereignty of God, mm. right? And so um, everybody knows that's a book, but Owen Strand did a great job of, of presenting that last piece of work, and, that last sermon. And so, uh, really great. What did you think of the G3 this this time around, Brian? Yeah,
1: man. I thought it was – okay, so this is my fifth in a row. Uh, the first four uh, were the major G3s, which they just started doing the regionals. This is the, my first regional. Um, well, it's the first one. But what I noticed, um, you know, the one in October had 6,500 people. It was just massive. At Mercedes-Benz, conv- the main convention center by the Mercedes-Benz dome, um it was big it was cool um, but it was just big this one um just the 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 uniques the, the smallness of it the, the yes the, the worshiping uh was 700 people um, with that powerful of music w- was just uh, incredible um the uh, uh, availability of the speakers uh unlike the the big convention center the, the availability of the speakers the the closeness of, of where we were even hearing, uh, the talks and just how many talks we heard in, in three and a half days was, was amazing. Um, or two and a half, but, uh, it was just everything. I mean, the two that stuck out to me were, were Steve law. I mean, they were all amazing and, and I'll probably watch them all again, but Lawson on justification. Uh, I just, uh, just remembered hitting me, uh, like, like a mallet on the head. And then Tom Buck on the assurance of salvation, oh, Matthew man. seven, bro. I, yeah. I, wow. Um, yeah uh why they call me lord lord not do what i said so it 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 it's it, something that that those two um and then we're walking around obviously brought home a, another stack of books so i gotta make some room <laughs> on bookshelfer for the books which is great um got me some good old puritan stuff but then having some interviews um which we'll have posted uh, some of them already put out on on social media um got virgil walker uh, to do just answer questions on evangelism um uh, who else did I get? Uh, Phil Johnson uh, was able to talk evangelism. Uh, was Bobby McCreary, who's, who's an evangelist at End of the Earth uh, Ministries. Um, so it was just it was cool um, to be able just to walk up to folks and say, "Hey, I'd love to record you for our podcast and and you know just talk about evangelism." And they were totally open to it. So it, yeah. it was different in that way, and I, I loved it. The smallness of it.
0: Tom Buck was awesome. I, I you know I, I. I, I got to say that uh, he he was very effective in that second to the last sermon, which was uh, the dangers of uh, false conversions mm. things. And, and that effect, you know, he, he talked about the broad road and the narrow road. And really, I think that's a subject that we're going to have uh, in an in upcoming episode at some point, uh, you know, false, true and false conversions. Uh, we've talked about these things uh, in the past, but I, I thought it was great. And Tom Buck did uh, also a, a um, Why do we do expository preaching uh, side thing? What what are those things called again? Why am I losing my mind on this? The uh, the
1: uh, little seminars of uh, workshops, workshops,
0: workshops. Yeah, I went over to his to his workshop and it was it was great, man. I I, I loved listening to him uh, break some things down, but it was it was really great. Um, Brian, so that little piece out of the way, let, let me ask you this question. Why are we doing Hearts for the Lost again? Why are, we, gr- why, why are we doing this <laughs> podcast, man?
1: That that's a gr- we got that a lot um, <laughs> walking around uh, uh, the floor. Um, really, the the purpose of the show we've narrowed it down to. We're here to excite, educate, and equip believers to biblically share their faith. Right? Simple, but yet we want to get people excited about that. What we're, we're commanded to do, educate in, in a way uh, that need to be educated, and then just equip. Um, and, and today we're gonna have a lot of equipping, uh, with some practical application. And and the second one was, well, who are you going after? You're going after what, what type of person? Who's your target listener? I said, you know, really three things. One, are you a born again follower of Jesus? Uh, do you know that you should share your faith more often and you need some help in doing so? (laughs) Those are really who we're going after to try to help, uh, encourage or equip. And then ultimately the podcast, uh, really was designed to help, then be a channel to Hearts for the Lost Ministry, uh, which will go out to, again to any church in the country for free on our own dime, and and hold uh, an evangelism conference uh, at the church in and through the the authority of the of the pastor and, and the elder, um, but really just working together um, our call and, and, and command to go uh, a make disciples and, and and go be witnesses to the end of the earth. Um, that's really what. What we're all about, who we're going after, and the end uh, game—we just want to go out and
0: teach. That's good. That's good. I want—I want to say this: that uh, you know, there is a bigger ministry behind this, and we really want to put that to good use. So, we talked to a lot of people and said, "Hey, if you can go out to the website, go check us out. uh, Start down that path to get us to come to your to your church." Uh, We'll talk more about that toward the end of the show. Uh, But that's—that's really the bigger ministry—is—is—is a—is a bigger thing and. I know, I know what you're saying, you know, even to experienced evangelists, we'd like you to listen to. Right? Exactly. I mean, if there's anything uh, that, that we would accept is from the experienced evangelists, uh, that would be, you know, hey, ideas, critique, whatever, you know, uh, we're not opposed to that. Uh, so a- anytime you want to reach out to us and let us know, hey, w- what if you did something here, or something there? As a matter of fact, uh, we did get a question. Uh, now, let's just kind of recap what we've done so far. We're on sure. episode five here, but the first uh, episode that we did was an introduction to who we are. And, and Brian, how long have you been out there on the streets evangelizing? What, what uh, Again, I, I guess the better question is, why Why should I listen to you? <laughs>
1: <laughs> why should you listen? You know, um, you know just being a student uh, of the gospel and, and of sharing the faith, I mean, I've been an evangelist probably the, the, the 12 years I, I've, I've come to faith, but really took it seriously in about 2016, 17, and then 18. Um, four years ago, uh going out to Ambassador Academy was that last push to say, you know what, um, it's time to to hit the streets and 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 do this. So um been doing it, you know, four, been reading this, reading books, being a student again of of not only the gospel and the word, um, but evangelism and and true biblical evangelism, reformed uh with reformed theology. Um and just A, doing it and then B trying to lead others and bring others along. Uh, to share in the experience. So that's kind of how I got into it. I know you have a great story as well. I want to share how you, how long you've been doing it.
0: Well, I've been on the streets uh, since 2005, actually, uh, you know, first saw the law. I I first saw the way the master show in 2004 and I thought I'd never do what those guys do. That's crazy. (laughs) Uh, And I know there's a big story there, but really basically, and and just to be brief about it, I've been, I've been out there since 2005. So that's what uh, 17 years now um on the streets evangelizing the people. And I've I've had to have talked to thousands of people at this point. Uh, you know, every chance that I get. Uh we, we're planning one for for this Friday evening, uh, me and the church. Uh well the church is going out ecclesia is going out to uh Friday night to do some evangelizing. Uh and actually you know there there were some people that asked because we usually do second second Friday of the month, mm-hmm. but there was some people that yesterday at right after church was that were asking uh Hey, why don't we make that a little more regular? And I'm like, you want to go this Friday? I got no problem. I got nothing going on Friday. Let's go. <laughs> and so we're gonna go. But I, I have been out there on the streets and I have taught uh, numerous uh, classes on evangelism. Um, and so I, you know, there's some disciples that 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 are there that that are learning how to evangelize. I've taken uh, quite a few under my wing uh, to try to help them go forth and and. and uh, preach God's word uh, on the streets to strangers in the streets. So we've got some experience between us, but we had a question that came through the last four episodes. So we did an introduction, then we then we presented uh, the the first thing was the law, how to use the law in evangelism. The second was the gospel, uh, and and the, and the third piece was repentance and faith. Now, on the repentance and faith, we had a question that came back, and that, that question was, "What is the sinner's prayer?" We might have mentioned it, and our assumption was just that everybody knew what that was. And so, uh, we want to we want to go back and just answer that question really briefly before we get to the subject of today's podcast. Uh, this is the this is the question. So, what is the sinner's prayer? And if you've ever heard somebody give a gospel presentation and then go about repeat after me, "I am a sinner," right? Um, Father, please forgive me. Come into my heart, Jesus. If you prayed that prayer, and you meant it, you are now a Christian. Now, I'm, I'm saying that kind of like with a smirk on my face, because a lot of times that that's a superficial thing that people do. Um, I've mentioned this to, to, to some people. Emotionalism is something that catches people off guard. And a lot of times, emotionalism is used to, to bring about a decision that 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 really you know it isn't uh, it isn't really there. They just repeated a prayer, and that now they think they're safe. And so we would caution anyone uh, on using the sinner's prayer in that way. Now, is there really a sinner's prayer? There is, there is truly a, a prayer has to be done. Uh, repentance uh, calls for it that you cry out to God and that you repent for for your sins and that you turn away from your sins. Uh, but I think you find a more biblical sinner's prayer. A couple different places in the Bible, you, you, you find like uh, in Isaiah chapter six, uh, woe is me, for I'm a man of unclean lips among a people of unclean lips, for my eyes have seen the king. When we know who we are, we will repent and cry out and say, I, I, I didn't know how dirty I was until I saw what holy is. And so this is a place where you look for, look at repentance, go read Isaiah six, you'll, you'll find mm-hmm. Isaiah repenting for his sins after he sees the glory of God, Isaiah, I mean, uh, Psalm 51, David repenting. That's, that's mm-hmm. a That's a key one right there. Um, you go read that. And there's, there's a, a, a beautiful sinner's prayer in that have mercy upon me, mm-hmm. O God. According to your loving kindness, according unto the multitude of your tender mercies, blot out my transgressions, wash me thoroughly from my iniquity, cleanse me from my sin. You see, I got it memorized in the King <laughs> James Version, right? Uh, anyway, I, I, I would say this as well. Um, you know, Paul, he, 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 he said some things that, at times that really made you think about how he always was in a repentant state. Oh, wretched man that I am, who will save me from this body of death? You know, when he says that in Romans uh, in, in Romans 7 uh you man you just know what, what he's feeling like I, I repent i see the kind of man that i am i know the kind of man that I, because uh jesus knocked me down on the road to, to damascus and now huh. I, I know who is lord and so um i i, I would say this repentance uh from the heart it isn't something you can lead somebody down it takes it takes it takes jesus knocking you off your high horse uh for you to really see uh, see yourself as you really are. So, uh, my my thing with repentance is when I point someone to repentance into one of those prayers, I will ask them to wrestle with this. Now, that's not to say that, you know, there's a scripture that says one plants, one waters. God gives the increase. That's not to say that you're not going to be the guy there that, that harvests. There might have been somebody planting before you, right. and 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 your opportunity to speak to somebody that that seed sprouts and you'll see a repentant heart and they say, I want it. I want it. I want mm. to pray it now. And, and mm. at that point I would pray with them, not for them. I would not lead them. I would, I would say, just cry out to God. Right. We're here. Like, you know, I, I'm here to support you. I'm here to pray with you. Uh And so that's, that's the thing. There's a difference between leading someone down a prayer that is for all intents and purposes, vain, full of mm. vanity. And, and, and bro,
1: that, That's huge right there. Praying with them, not for, right. And, I think there as well. And I've heard you do this. I know I do it. I've heard it done before in that prayer with them. You can either accentuate or touch on pieces that they might've had problems with before. You could do a lot of things in that prayer as well, but yeah. praying with them, uh, not for them. That was, that was big right there. What yeah. you just said, that was good. Um, and- oh, I was going to go back to Psalm 51 real quick. Cause sure. that was a massive one in, in my <laughs> transformation. Back in the day, and I couldn't get away from from verse 13, which says, then I will teach transgressors your ways and sinners will return to you. That was like, okay, once I deal with this repentance and and, and come to, you know, do anything I'm supposed to learn and and be. It was like that was the promise. Then I will teach, you know, uh, restore me the joy of your salvation, uphold me with the willing spirit. But then I will teach transgressors your ways and sinners will return to you. That piece right there was just like that's evangelism 101, bro, coming out of repentance and faith.
0: You know, it's a, it's in Isaiah six uh, as well, right? Yeah. Who will go, who will go cool. for us? Yep. And what does is I say? Here I am, man. <laughs> Here send I me, am. Send, send me, right? And this is yeah. this is how I felt. I've looked at Isaiah. Six. Isaiah six is one of my favorites, man. I love that chapter. When I read it, it is it is it it hits me hard. And then you get hit with the truth. Um, who has believed our report? You know that whole that whole that whole thing in Isaiah fifty three. But with Isaiah six, is, uh "Hey." You're going to go and preach, and they're not going to listen to you, right? They're, they're, they'll be dull of hearing, and they'll 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 hear with their ears, but they won't understand. They'll see with their eyes, but they won't perceive. And you're sitting, wait, why, why am I doing this? Because I commanded it, right? Because I I told you to go and witness. But anyway, I, I digress. That's, that's 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 a that's we could go on for days talking about that. If there's any questions on that, we'd love to get them, right? Just reach out to us. Yeah, uh, tweet,
1: more. text, whatever. Um, send them email.
0: Yeah. text, Facebook, you, you giving out your number on this podcast?
1: I will, man. If you want to call, talk about evangelism. <laughs> Hold on a second. <laughs> uh,
0: I want to, I, I want to key on on one, one other thing, because this yep. was part of this part of the question real quick. Uh, <clears throat> wonderful plan for your life. That mm, was another yep. thing that was asked yep. of us real quick. What, what, what do you mean by that? Now, see, here's the, here's the thing. I do believe that there are benefits that come from being a godly man, from being a man that's, that's been born again. Uh, you start to see things correctly right and uh if you're studying the bible and applying it rightly uh things start to change in your life because the bible teaches you how to live and if the bible teaches you how to live you'll be blessed Mm. right um and i'm not sitting here saying you'll be prosperous and you'll have all the money that you ever needed this and the other you know who our provision is our provision is god he provides everything that we need so i I wouldn't sit there and say hey put all your hope in money (laughs) because bro Gas is three and a half dollars, right? So <laughs> I'm, I'm sitting there going, "Don't put your trust in money; it's going to let you down." I will say, I will say this though, uh, and I think it's very important when you use something like God has a wonderful plan for your life. What you're doing is set before someone the idea that it's all about you, mm-hmm. and that God is here for you to give you like a genie in a bottle all the things that 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 you want. He has a wonderful plan for your life. Uh, and that is never a way that I would present uh, the gospel to anyone. I wouldn't. I wouldn't try to draw them in by 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 promising them things that might not actually happen. You know, Job mm-hmm. suffered a lot, and as Christians, we're we're guaranteed to suffer if we cry out, uh, "Jesus is Lord," right? If we if we preach His name, we are guaranteed some persecution. And so, I think it's important for us to 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 recognize the fact that s- telling someone that. God has a wonderful plan for your life. It, it depends on what you mean by that. If mm. you mean that God um, has eternity in store for his elect, I would say, yeah, you're right on target. <laughs> if, you're, if you're saying here in this material world and what we're doing here, I would say that's a draw card that you don't want to use mm. as an evangelist because uh, people can go through things. Just be, Let's just be truthful with people. Right. When we do that, let's not draw them in with a with a wonderful plan for your life. Right. Uh, because uh, how do you uh, there's always this uh, little thing that they try to do in the living waters basic training course. Um, try to get some people uh, the day before 9-11 to, by telling them that God has a wonderful. <laughs> go to the Twin Towers the day before mm. 9-11, knowing what you know now and tell them, hey, God has a wonderful plan for your life and try to draw them into to Jesus that way. No. Impending uh-huh. doom is coming, right? And so that's the important thing. Um, I think there, there there might be some questions about that. Uh, we can expound on that a little bit more uh, later. But I think what we want to do is is uh, really let's move into our our subject for the day. And this is going to be fun because I think we're going to try to freeform some of this. I know Brian, you got some notes there, but I got some ideas in my mind about where I want to go with this. And you're the one that presented the subject. <laughs> Uh, this subject is really good uh, the question uh, is is how do I get started how How do I start the conversation uh, you know how how do I swing to the spiritual from a natural position or how do I even you know how do I even start uh, evangelizing to somebody I find it really difficult to even talk to somebody. So Brian, initial thoughts
1: on that? No, that that's good. And and what I want to throw out there, a lot of a lot of folks I talk with, they, they just feel like I just don't know enough, um, or I might get tripped up. So I'm going to throw out a guarantee, bro. Um, I'm going to throw out a guarantee that by the end of this show, you can answer any question thrown at you when you're sharing your faith, so you don't have to be afraid to start. Okay. The end, listen.
0: Of, the end of this episode, episode. at oh, the end man, of this that's episode, a, that's a huge guarantee. Brian. That is a huge guarantee. I'm throwing it
1: down. All right. It's the first one in our, in our oh, long history of episodes. Okay. Right. <laughs> uh, and I can thank uh, Andrew Rappaport and Ray Comfort for this. So I got to give uh, proper, proper credit where proper's due. Um, due. But you know, want to, want to talk about a few things and, and, and obviously the fear, but also the, I, I like to call it the pre-start. Where do I start before I start? Right. And one thing, when I first met you and you mentioned it in the first episode, um, if we're not praying, I mean, way before we ever share our faith, way before we ever think about it, um, we're going to be in trouble. So I love the prayer that you did in the first show, and I'm going to read through a prayer that we say, um, uh, we read Colossians 4, 2 through 6, I just want to read that. Um, I'll do that. And then, Jimmy, I want you to just say again your prayer that you, you say all the time, because I think we just need to start. This is um, Colossians 4, Paul write, r- writing, um, continue steadfastly in prayer, being watchful in it with thanksgiving. At the same time, pray also for us that God may open to us a door for the word to declare the mystery of Christ on account of which I'm in prison, that I may make it clear, which is how I ought to speak, walk in wisdom toward outsiders making the best use of the time. Let your speech always be gracious, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how you ought to answer each person. That's something we pray before we hit the street, before we go. That, that's our mindset before we ever even begin to start.
0: Well, that's good. That's good, man. I, I might start incorporating that before we uh, disperse. We always say a little prayer right before we, when we're on the bridge and we have a group of people there, if it's just me, even me and Rodion uh sometimes it's just me and him and so we'll just say a little prayer before we get started Uh, but that's a good one i might i might incorporate that uh in the future i i the prayer you're talking about that that i that i introduced in the very first episode uh is one that i kind of came up with and i've been praying it uh for a long time i used to pray in the morning and this is it uh lead me to it and i'll do it open a door and i'll walk through it lord give me someone today that i might talk to about you Uh, And won't he answer that? Right. This is the thing. This is a prayer in God's will. I always say that you're praying God's will. When you're asking to evangelize, you're praying God's will when you're asking him to open the door uh, to evangelism. And uh, I guarantee you he'll open those doors. Right. So if that's the pre-start, we're off to a good start there, Brian. (laughs) (laughs)
1: That is, that is the pre-start and, and no one, I, I think too, the other two things you just need to know before you start, got to know the gospel Right. Do you know the gospel? First Corinthians 15, right. One through four study that for a little while. Um, And then at the end of the day, Paul just said, just preach Christ crucified, right. No matter what comes at you, when you start, you know, sharing your faith with the, you know, just starting no matter what happens, you know, um, it just, if you know, can fall back on those two things, the gospel and, you know, obviously Christ crucified, um, That that is, if you don't, that's a whole discipleship opportunity we'll talk about on another podcast, but um, those should be, right, prayer and the word and then understanding of the gospel, uh, again, should be our pre-start and then um, we can get into what we're going to talk. But yeah, that can, those, can I, those three can... were big for me.
0: Yeah, can I throw something out there before we get into yeah. methods and 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 you know, practical application, things like this? I'm, I'm just going to give some assurance to anybody that's listening that wants to evangelize or that it has been or or even gets a little nervous when they go to evangelize. You've been you've been going, but you still get nervous. Um, I want to just say this. I, I after 17 years, I still get nervous. Mm. I still get nervous before I go out. I still get a little, uh, uh, you know, butterflies in my stomach, whatever you want to call it. Uh, they go away as soon as i get into my first conversation and i i get amped up start and i start i start having more conversations but i will say this god is sovereign he is in control you cannot make a mistake you can't thwart god's plans right see this is this is the the thing i think people um mistake right like oh i just messed that that up and that guy's never come to christ because of it (laughs) no no that's not that's not the way this works, right. right? God is the one that saves, right? He's the one. Uh, it's His plan. It's His timing, uh, and God can use a, a,
1: a... rocks and a donkey. <laughs> right? There's two options. <laughs> exactly right.
0: Exactly. If, if if you don't, the stones will cry out, right? And so and so, just think about that for a second. God is a God who uh, has made His plans, and everything is going to come according to His to his plans. You might, you might ask yourself the question, then why even go evangelize? But I would say to you, because we're commanded, we've covered that in the first episode, yeah. but I'm going to say this, you can't make a mistake out there. Evangelizing. So and, if you want to get started, just get started. And um, you
1: will be, it, you call it nerves, call it fear. Um, You know, there, there's a verse in acts 18, nine, that, that's been very helpful. Um, Any kind of fear comes up and, and right. The Lord even talked to Paul one night in a vision, do not be afraid. But go on speaking and do not be silent, for I am with you, verse 10 says. And no one will attack you to harm you, for I have many in the city who are my people. So the Lord's with you, right? If you're evangelizing, don't be afraid. Um, And here's one thing. People always say, oh, I need to be more bold. Well, no, you don't need to be more bold. You need to be more righteous, because the righteous are bold as a lion, right? So let's focus on righteousness, loving the Lord, and let it outflow and just sharing, Hey man, I don't know a lot, but I know I was blind and now I can see, (laughs) right? That dude converted a lot of people just talking the truth, man.
0: Yeah. I love, I love the man born blind. Mm. I mean, it's just one of those, it's just one of those stories uh, that when you read it, it's just like, he was an evangelist. Hey, would you, would you follow him as well? (laughs) They got so mad at him. Mm. You, you can't teach us. Right. right. And I, I'm just saying the zeal that came off of that guy. I, I love that guy. I just, mm. I love reading the story of the man born blind. It's awesome. Uh, but I, I, I will say, let's transition over to talking about some some yep. practical application yep. and, and how to get started. Uh, what do you do now? I, I'm going to be the first. To, I'll tell you, I'll tell you this, Brian, for the person that has never done this before. And maybe, you know, this maybe, you know, your, your first or your initial endeavors, you, you, you're going out to do this, get yourself some good tracks right um start with that right because um uh gospel in written form is better than no gospel at all i'd love to have a conversation but if i if i can't let me let me put a tract in your hand and 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 send you on your way right like if if that's the least i can do that's the least i can do um but that's a way to get started and for Mm. those that that are initially fearful uh just start learning how to give tracts. and one of the easiest way to give tracts is is just by by uh, say, hey, did you get one of these? Stir up some interest. Listen to what I just said. Hey, did you get one of these? <laughs> and I, you know, this is something we learned at, at Living Waters, right? Uh, but it is, it is uh, uh, one of those things that piques interest, and you just level set. You may get rejected a lot, but there will be some that will take that track down in your hand and take it with them and go read it, right? Yeah. And um, so, there's, there's my initial place to start is get yourself some tracks. Did you get one of these with an excited tone of voice, go out to a place where there's plenty of people be nice. If you had a group, right. Uh, but if you go out on your own, don't, don't be afraid. People are just looking at that thing. Like you, they might look at you like you're a little crazy, uh, <laughs> but you know what? Uh, you love the Lord. You want to share the gospel. The first place I would say to start is tracks, right? Get yourself some good tracks and you can go to livingwaters.com. They have a store there. Go, they got mm-hmm. some great tracks. There are some other uh, places, um, uh, What was the place uh, that? There's a couple different places we can mention.
1: Yeah, we can put on the we can put in the show notes um, gospeltrack.com and then uh, end of the earth uh, with Bobby McCurry. Those two, those two tables. Yeah, good, good, good theology. And and let me, sorry, man, this is so hard because we do so many different levels, right? There's, let me raise it up a notch real quick. The umbrella. There's really three. I see three different areas of evangelism, kind of that one-on-one opportunity, right? Okay. You might be in a family or, or situation at work or at lunch. You got the one-on-few, maybe you got one with a group of two or three people, and then you got the one-on-many, which is could be hundreds or, or 50, right? So there's, right. there's there's I think tracks are great in all three. Um, I stole this from Ray, but I, I, what stuck with me, he, he used two words. He said, relate and create. How can you relate to them in the natural, whether they're wearing a football shirt, you know, the team or a hat, or they're from a city or they just relate to them in some way uh, on the, in the natural. And then how quickly in your head, can you create an opportunity to get to the spiritual, right? Relate to them. Hey, how's it going? How many kids you got? Where are you from? Where are you, where are you born? Whatever. But then how to create, it could be use of a track. Could hey, you get one of these? Um, it could be a survey. Um, it could be just a, uh, you know, a gospel question. Um, but I think, um, relate and create were two words that, man, if you can just get that in your vernacular, how do I relate to this person quickly? And then uh, once you have related to them in the natural, how, how now, how quickly can I switch that and, and get to the a spiritual and create a spiritual opportunity?
0: I, I like that. Let me, let me give a few examples of my yep. experiences doing that because it's going to help guys. These are tips, write these down, right. And use them. Listen, go for a walk, Right. And when you meet meet up with somebody on the sidewalk, ask, "Hey, uh, excuse me, uh, are you from the area?" When they tell you that they are, do you know where there's any good churches around here? Mm. That's not a that's not a usual question. <laughs> it's a simple question. It's a very simple question. They might look at you funny and say, "Well, yeah, there's plenty of churches around here." Um, and you know, they they might look at something like that. But it is, it is an opportunity with the, with the word church. You're already Teetering on the spiritual, right, and and uh, just you know, from there you can move into a spiritual conversation uh, by talking about uh, you know uh, I want to go to church. I I was looking for a church around here that I might be able to go to. Uh, maybe you could help me out. Do you happen to have a Christian background? And go from there, right? But that's an easy question, and I have used that on the streets before. I've decided there's some days I've decided to go for a walk, <laughs> run into somebody on the streets, and just say, "Hey, excuse me." Um, do you know if there's any good churches around here? And then you'd be surprised how that can turn into a, a good gospel conversation. There's one for you. Write that one down. It's yeah, pretty write simple that one question. Down. Well, I think yeah. tracks
1: is good. I mean, you already said that. Um, yeah. uh, there, there's going to be a ton here. I, I think with the tracks, you, you got the million-dollar bill. Um, got the thank you cards that we use. You got the Ten Commandment coins from Li- Living Waters, right? Um, but one thing, you can take this one down. This one works really well um, is, is you can do a survey. Um, you could lead with, Hey, my church is doing a survey of people that are wearing red shoes today or whatever they're wearing and make a joke <laughs> of it, but you can do uh, a survey and, and, or, or with the million dollar track. Hey, I got a question for you. The, the million dollar question, you know, hundred seventy thousand people die every day. God forbid, if today was your day, are you saved and you going to heaven? That's the million dollar question. How would you like to answer that today? Or do you believe in an afterlife? Um, one brother, um, Pastor, Josh out in uh, New Quay, uh, Cornwall, England over there, one of our listeners and, and pastors who is just an absolute avid uh, evangelist, which I love. And he does, and he sent me uh, what's called his spiritual belief questionnaire. And they go around the neighborhood knocking on doors and just doing a spiritual belief questionnaire, just, just asking questions. Uh, do you believe as God? Do you believe, do you go to a church? Do you attend a place of worship synagogue, mocks church? What do you own a Bible or other just some simple questions to walk them down the path that get to, Hey, have you ever heard about, you know, the gospel? Or can I, can I share a few minutes with you on how, you know, you can be saved and just kind of those type of questions around the neighborhood um, can be. Um, so for me, surveys uh, are great. Um, one of the ones when I'm carrying a camera that, that I use a lot um, is, Hey, we want to find out the, the four things people think about the most psychologically, who you are, where you come from, what's your purpose in life and what happens after the die, after you die, would you like to sit and talk about that? And, and yes, yeah, if they say no, hey, I got a, a little $5 Starbucks card or a gift card or whatever, you know, um, you know, do that. But, um, man, I've gotten some great conversations, a couple of the clip, that first bill clip, um, started with that, with that question, the survey. Um, and, and a lot of people, especially younger folk don't mind, uh, getting on camera, but I've, that has been one of one of the top hits and 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 don't get me wrong i mean it takes about nine no's to get someone to say yes so you're not going to walk out and and everybody's going to say yes they want to talk to you about spiritual things right away but you just you just relate to them um be happy so go up with a smile and um you'd be surprised uh, what, what answers you get and what conversations you get into yeah.
0: i think i think this is this this is good uh Relate and create and the, the thing you were just mentioning, I, I, I like uh, what you talk about the survey uh, for people with red shoes because that's, thats you know, I spent the first couple of years uh, evangelizing on my own. I didn't have a group that I was going with, but I, I, any chance I got on the, on the bus and the train to have a conversation with somebody, um, I would just look around. You know, I'm going to tell you something. People don't mind talking about themselves. Right. So here's a big tip. See a guy with an interesting tattoo? Mm. Ask him, hey, what was the catalyst for that tattoo? And uh, this will start a conversation. I guarantee they'll, they'll have a story behind it and they'll want to tell it. Uh, and this, that, and the other. Just kind of the way you approach them. Anything interesting that they're wearing or something like that, 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 that you can key in on. Uh, I gave you a story, Brian. I told you a story, Brian, about uh, two guys walking with boxing gloves. I knew I could turn that mm. into a, a spiritual conversation. <laughs> so I went over and asked him, has anybody ever died in the ring uh when they were boxing right and then what what do you think happens when we die you can turn these things spiritual it's it's you know there's conversation starters all around you and you just have to kind of look for that you can be sitting on the train across from somebody and um you know they're they're wearing something they're doing something and you can just ask a question and boom you're off to the races in a conversation so i like the relate and create thing that you just gave us uh you know from from living waters i i've, I've heard that same thing you know uh, ray comfort teaches you know how to swing uh from the natural uh to the spiritual and he gave jesus as an example in john chapter four the woman mm-hmm. at the well yeah. um you know give me something to drink and he was saying hey um you know that we, you know jews and samaritans we, we don't really talk to each other <laughs> you know, just asking for some water right he he's She's like, you know, I, you have nothing to draw with. He goes, hey, I can give you living water. He mm. takes water and then uh, swings it over to living water. And, and it becomes a conversation that is uh, really, she, she runs off and becomes an evangelist. <laughs> like she brings the whole town to come, come meet a man that told me all about my life. Now, uh, I, I, I would say that you have the opportunity. And I know that some people listening to us right now are saying, yeah, I'm not that extroverted i'm not that much of an extrovert and i I would i would say this that um, you don't really have to be introverts can do this too right i know that's difficult Mm -hmm. and it's difficult to hear but i will say this people like to talk about themselves ask a question and sit back and listen Mm -hmm. right because i guarantee when the subject is them they love to talk about themselves people are people are, are you know basic. And it's natural. It's natural because we live in a sinful world that people are, are narcissistic. Mm. And uh, you would never know that by talking to me. But I mean, I'm just kidding. That's that's a bad joke. <laughs> <laughs> and I would I would just say that people get um, to a place where they, they will talk about themselves. So if you ask them something about themselves, they're going to go into conversation. So even introverts can do this. Yeah. And I
1: would, on the question piece, I love questions. Even if someone asks you something you weren't ready for, whether it be a tricky Bible verse that they've plucked out of nowhere or um, some kind of a wacky um, belief system, as opposed to trying to answer it right off, just ask another question. How did you come up with that or what's the authority that makes it? And and there was a, a clip just came out this week. I think it was either. This weekend, but uh, Mark Spence from from Living Waters had an amazing opportunity to, to discuss with a man and a woman, and he just masterfully asked secondary and tertiary questions, did not really answer and jump on them, was able to ask you know whoa, where do you come up with that? What what you know, and it just really helped them flush out uh, the inconsistencies in their worldview. But I, I think not just asking questions, but then asking secondary questions uh, can be very very helpful uh, as well. Um, one other thing too, well, I got a bunch, but one that I love and, and I I'm tending to do more of is what I call wear an illustration or combo starter apparel. So it's whether a shirt, Right, I, I got a Jesus saves bro shirt. I wear, it gets a lot of comments. I had a guy that wore a black, sh- a black tennis shoe on his right foot and a white tennis shoe on his left foot. And it got people to ask, "Why do you wear different?" And he just talked about death before Christ and and life after Christ, and yeah, just little things. I had a gentleman wore skulls on his. On, just talked about death, um, and got to the gospel uh, that way. I wear a gospel wristband um, at work. Uh, it's got the symbols, just the symbols on it. I just asked the other day, "Hey, what do those symbols mean?" Was able to walk him through the gospel uh, at work, and then it's a black wristband, and, and it was interesting on an airplane one time. It, the symbols got turned around. So it's just a black band and it actually had uh, a steward. Uh, I'm sorry. A flight attendant at the time um, asked me, Oh, I'm sorry. Who died? So I was able to turn around and go, Oh, here, let me tell you. <laughs> it was like, it was perfect, man. I couldn't have set that up any better. But I think sometimes we, we, I'm not saying wear shirts and gossip, you know, uh, quote shirt verse shirts and that's be done with it. I'm saying if you can get something, a hat or a shirt um, that, that gets people thinking or asking a question or you got the different shoes or, or uh, wristband or witness symbols or something, um, again, to just kind of break the ice, uh, get conversation started. That's what we're looking for, just to get conversation started. I,
0: I, I would say this, and I have a different philosophy. I I don't wear uh, Jesus apparel. Uh, I don't want somebody to look at me and say, oh, that's a Jesus freaking walk away. <laughs> you know? But it works for some people. I, it doesn't work for me. I've never done it. But I have done this in the same vein. I have done this name tag. It was name tag. I would wear my name tag upside down.
1: Mm.
0: Right. I would get on it. I would get on put it on my shirt and I would wear it upside down on purpose. And, and then when the first somebody, hey, uh, your name tag's upside down. Great. I'm glad that you oh, thank you very much for that. And then boom, uh, uh, man, I don't know what I would have done if I'd have been to work all day with my name tag out like that. Uh, that would have been interesting, and then the next thing you know, I'm in a conversation with these people. But it gives people uh, the opportunity to help you out, and then and then you're thankful. Hey, I want to share something with you, right? Um, since you were able to help me out, I'd like to help you out. And this is this is one of those things I, I used to do that you brought that you brought that back to me. I used to do that on the bus all the time. I'd get on a bus with a name tag upside down on purpose, <laughs> so that somebody would look at me and say, "Bro, your name tag is upside down." Right. And so it's, it's a good thing. I, I suppose um, there are some other things that would work. As you were talking, I, I was thinking, why why not wear your shirt uh, inside, inside, <laughs> inside? out? out. Yeah. And that might that might draw some attention to you and uh, somebody might talk to you. But uh, all, we're, all we're doing is looking to break the ice here. Right. right. Uh, some some kind of icebreaker that gets us uh, talking and discussion, because I think that you're right, Brian, the, the place that people have the, the hardest time. I want to key in on one thing. So I'm going to ask you this and we will we'll kind of move uh, to a few different uh, types of people. Cause you mentioned family earlier. Mm-hmm. Family is difficult. Always been difficult for me. Yeah. Right. And so uh, how do you start that conversation with family?
1: Yeah, I would say family or, or good friends, friends at work um, for me are also because for me on the street, if they don't like me or don't agree or laugh or think I'm st- whatever, I'm not going to see them again. Most likely I'm never going to see them again, but with family and friends, um, you got to live with them. So, and you're going to see them a lot more often. Um, so it depends some on my slow roll, right? Slow play. Um, some, I don't, I, I have been leaning lately. lately. There just seems to be, uh, a lot of high profile deaths, uh, going on, right. Bob Saget, um, a lot of folks, um, unfortunately. So to get to, um, really, and, and we're going to get to the real here in a minute, but it, my, my key right now is if you can get to the conversation to death and what do you think happens after you die? That's, that's the moment of the conversation. I want to get to with family is, it, you know, I've got, I've had a couple cousins, recently passed, uh, one, uh, both of them are younger than me. Uh, actually, uh, one, um, had some serious health issues, uh, just a couple weeks ago and she was only 56, but, um, it, it's allowing, um, different conversations now in, in the family of, you know, we, we're not the young kids anymore. We thought we were. And, um, you know, what, what do you think happens when we die? Are, are you ready? Uh, do you think you're saved going to heaven? Would you like to know? Or if they say, yes, I am. Okay. Help me. What's your pitch? How, how do you share the gospel with with other people? I'd love to hear it. You know, maybe I don't understand it. Play a little stupid, let them play it back to me, which will obviously allow some holes uh, in some of them, but um, yeah. So it's just, it, it's getting in a deeper conversation uh, and they know I love them. And, and you know, their family, um, they know my passions. They know I'm the crazy guy that goes out to the culture games and, and does this, but um you know i can get serious with them as well and i just i just want to know you know i want to know that you know and then let the holy spirit do do what he does and uh yeah so it, it's hard but i think people these days are, are ready for for serious conversation a little bit more and again using the current events uh of folks um definitely has helped uh, lately getting into the conversation of death so how about you man as far as
0: getting so so yeah, I let me let me talk about family first. Family I think is the hardest because they they know my past, they know this and mm-hmm. that. There's a lot of doubters uh, they come to that, but I was I would say after all these years of being a Christian at some point they they you know um, they have distanced themselves because they oh he's really in it, right? Like he's persevering in this faith, right? And so uh, they kind of distance themselves. I think the place where where you're going to see family more often uh, nowadays is going to be at funerals, Mm. weddings, things like that. And funerals and weddings are great places to be able to, to turn that conversation into a gospel conversation Uh, at a funeral. There's an example right there of uh, someone that's died Um, at a wedding. You can swing that to the wedding supper of the lamb, you know, on that great day, there's going to be a big wedding. Right. And so there's, there's, there's a, you know, we are the bride, he's the groom uh, kind of thing. But I mean, uh, with family it's a little more difficult a little more sensitive and i think that there's 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 this thing that you can do with with family that i think is very important um lead them to other evangelists mm. especially especially if the if the if there's uh, some uh, friction uh that's going on there and i say that often because you know here's the thing evangelism is a is a is an answer to someone's prayer mom Mm. or dad is praying for son and they want some they want they want an evangelist to get in his path right and so be the answer to someone else's prayer but pray that someone would uh some evangelist would be in the path of your brother your sister your your uh your aunt your uncle whoever in your family because family to me is the, the most difficult uh but if it opens up. This is my this is my advice on that. If if God opens that door at a funeral, at a wedding, or something like that, and you're having this conversation, uh, this is one way I would approach uh, family members is is to be uh, to use the the law and the gospel in a um, third person kind of way, yep. where you where you talk yep. about yourself, right? Yep. When I realized, when I looked at the, at the 10 commandments and I saw that I had lied and I had stolen the, mm. and I had blasphemed God's name and I, I, I'd been uh, you know, in, involved in uh, pornography of the mind, adultery in my heart, uh, murder of the heart because I, because I just hated on some people. I realized that I had broken God's law and mm. that I needed a savior. Um, and you know, then I looked to Jesus and I saw what he had done uh, when he took my sins to the cross. Mm. Uh, and forgave me for my sins uh, if it had not been for jesus where would i be today mm. uh, this type of thing to where we we go third person uh, with a family member now work's a little bit different got to be careful he that wins souls is wise when you're at work mm-hmm. uh, it depends on the context of your work i uh, you know is it a more open uh, but you got to be careful uh we need to we need to you know do well on the job and, and ensure yeah. ourselves. Uh, if i'm getting paid by my employer i need to give my employer the time that he deserves amen uh so so it's important for us to do our jobs now uh does it mean break time or lunch time is is often it's not break time or you get a chance to talk to somebody but i, I want to give you a little tip on something i did uh with some of my coworkers when i would have a break or lunch or something like that with them but when i was going through an evangelism class and i can i can i can kind of squeeze this into any time but there was an evangelism class that we were going through and i gave the assignment to my students to do this, to, to go to some coworkers and say, hey, when we're on break, can we spend break together? Because I'm taking this class at my church uh, and I, I just need to practice my evangelism. Right. Is it OK if I practice on you? Right. You would be surprised how much they want to help you out because <laughs> you're taking a class. You're taking a class on evangelism. So and, and I'm telling you, I had a ton of conversations with my coworkers because of that. Right. Uh, because I was taking this class. I was actually teaching the class and, and I would say, hey, I, I got this assignment in my class uh, at, at church and, and I was hoping that maybe you could help me with it. Uh, really, what is it? It's just, you know, uh, it's working on my evangelism. Can I practice on you? Is that OK? And uh, then, hey, man, bring it right when they say, right. OK, just, just go ahead and go for it. And so that's that's another uh, one of those that's I've done that in the past and, and I've gotten some really great conversations with some of my coworkers. One last tip to give on on coworkers and and on the job at your desk, if you you know if you're going to work, I'm working from home nowadays. But one of the things I, I did at my desk was I just had my Bible on my desk and some million dollar bills on a little thing. Mm. I was not actively handing out the million dollar bills, but when people would come to my desk and sit there and ask, you know, about work things, and they look over and say, "Hey, what is that?" <laughs> and hey, take one, go ahead. I mean, your million dollar bills got a good message on the back. Right, but then they'd ask me about my Bible as well. What is this, The Bible? Like you've never seen one, or <laughs> <laughs> you know, just a little kind of uh, joke, whatever. But here's the one thing I, I need to I need to kind of like reiterate, or just my put my uh, like stamp on. Right, we proclaim Jesus Christ. We proclaim that we're Christians. There are no spies for Christ in the workplace like i'm gonna sneak in and i'm i'm gonna do this no you name the name of christ as your lord and savior you live that way right because they're going to be watching you at that point right and so here's an opportunity that you never thought of because i've done this and i was working in a car dealership and i had a guy i i had witnessed to come to me a few days later and tell me i just saw i just saw what you did Right. He he was assuming I had done something I had not done. I'm, I'm going to tell you that I didn't do it, but I, I, we're not going to get into specifics. But he thought I had done something I didn't do. And he came to me and says, never listening to you again, because I saw what you did. And I said to him, really? Let's talk about it. What did I do? <laughs> and so we went through. And so what I'm saying to you is this, you will have people watching your life mm. once you name the name of christ and say i'm an outspoken christian i have my christian beliefs and i'm living life for christ mm. they're going to start watching you yeah. right and this opens up doors when they start to say that here's here's the bigger thing because that's one thing but this is another thing when things go bad in their lives when someone close mm. to them dies or when clo- someone close to them is sick and in the hospital they're going to come to you for prayer yeah they will come to you for prayer. This is an open opportunity to share the gospel, right? I'm going to pray for you. I want to share some good news with you. Can I do that? Mm. Right. And so these are these are opportunities at that work. That's a little bit different from, uh, you know, on the streets. On the streets, we have a different thing. I think we might cover that next. Uh, no, um, the,
1: I, I think, yeah, prayer. I, and I was going to roll right into that. When you're with your family and you're going out to eat or even at home meal, right? You, you have a family over you know, at Thanksgiving not too long ago or, you know, um, whatever kind of meals at the house but obviously prayer time, always pray. And then you can pray the gospel uh, in the prayer, no problem. Um, But what we've done and and what you can do with family members is I'm telling you, my wife and I, Jane, and actually my elder and I who had lunch today, uh, Chad um, prayed for Tracy, our our waitress and, and given her a thank you card with the gospel on it. And sometimes the prayer and that leads to a gospel conversation. If not, they at least get the gospel track uh, with the card. And again, we always highlight, tip well, um, tip your, your waiters and waiters as well. But I, I think sharing the gospel in prayer for other people, they watch, um, uh, again, seeing you, uh, pray the gospel or talk to, to someone uh, outside of the family. Um, but then also, um, praying at the meals or with family members. Um, and again, if you're praying, you can pray whatever you want You might as well get the gospel in there. Um, so I, I think prayer is huge. I think even on the street, I've had a few times of if people just don't want to talk, my last gasp is, "Hey, do you have anything I can pray for you about?" And sometimes just got someone back in, right? But hey, is there any, you know they're walking away. I'm not interested. I'm not. Interested. Hey, okay, fine. Is there anything I can just pray for you about? That that seems to break down some doors sometimes. So um, yeah, I think you hit it hit it on the head uh, w- with family members and friends. I just think the prayer, praying for them. Uh, following here's a key too, which is someone taught me a long time ago. When someone asks you to pray for their Uncle Tony or whatever, and you see him two or three weeks later, ask about Uncle Tony, right? Hey, I've been praying for Uncle Tony. I've been praying for his heart surgery. How did that go? Or he was in the hospital, whatever. When you play or text them, hey, I'm just checking in. I've been praying for Tony this week. Curious how any updates, anything I need to add to the prayer list. It just actually shows, hey, you're just not saying I'm going to pray for you and move on. Actually do it, but then actually follow up with them and ask about Oh, man, that's huge and powerful witness uh, to actually doing it
0: right. The actually doing it is 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 important as well. I think <laughs> I think that gets lost in a lot of a lot of Christians. We say we're going to pray for somebody and then we don't. Um, right. I would say anytime time that someone asks you for prayer, stop. Do it right then. It doesn't take long. right? <laughs> right. You know, send up a, a 30 minute to one minute prayer and pray for those that you say you're going to pray for. It's and and think about sad. the
1: topic, right? Sorry, to cut you off. But think about the topic. How do we start a gospel conversation? Praying for someone. And then that—that's that's the icebreaker, right? That could be that next level of, hey, that, okay, I'm engaged with someone, I'm praying with them. Oh, by the way, what happens when you die? What do you think? You know, you can get there
0: a number of different ways. Right. I think I think this is I I want I want to say something real quick before we move off of the yep. work thing uh, because there was something uh, I, I saw Kirk Cameron do in one of the living waters things a long time ago where he said that uh, where he sat there and talked about how uh, he would be at work just saying I'm gonna let my light shine I'm gonna let my light shine I'm gonna let my light shine until someone sees and come comes asked to ask me what's different about you and I want to know what that is nobody's ever going to do that sorry to burst your bubble all the people out there that are that are preaching without, without words. Yeah, uh, I yeah, don't, I, you know, I don't subscribe to that. I would <laughs> say that you have to proclaim the gospel and uh, that means to use your words. Exactly. Um, and I, here's, here's, here's the thing that I would say about, about that. Um, proclaim Jesus name
1: hmm.
0: and let your light shine. Amen. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? I mean, and here's, here's the thing. Every once in a while that light bulb is going to get dim. Hmm. They might see you angry. They might see you upset. And that's even better opportunity to say, yep. I live yep. a life of repentance or even to say, hey, I'm sorry that I burst out like that. Uh, that's, you know, that's not something that that uh, that shines right on my savior on who he is. Uh, but, I, you know, I'm still in this flesh and I repent. Right. Like, you know, repenting toward people that you've sinned against at work or at home mm. is 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 another witness. Huge. Right. Right. Huge. Yeah, exactly. So let's let's move Brian to, yep. to on the streets,
1: right? Like- yeah. I was going to say, listen, okay. Now we we'll do a little advanced math, right? We, we, okay. We've dealt with you folk that maybe you've never shared before. Here's some, here's some tips, maybe waiters, waitress with family. Now let's talk to us crazy dudes that like go out in public and on the street <laughs> and, and do, I, I call it advanced math, open air evangelism, man. Let, let's, let's talk about that. Look, yeah. one of the first things that you and I, I'm going to leave, you know, what I'm gonna leave you for, but the one that I love, um, that Ray taught us at, at Ambassador Academy is trivia time, right? It, it's, right. Just going out, asking some fun trivia. Uh, we got this book that we use. It can be anything. Um, you can give away dollar bills if you want. I sometimes give away gift cards. Just depends. Um, just creates a buzz. Um, it's people having fun, laughing, um, getting getting to the point of, of drawing a crowd. Right. Typically, we'll go out with four or five people. I'll draw the line with the box, put two boxes out, one for me and one for the person we're going to do the good person test with. And, I, but I'll have the team line up as if they're people listening to the trivia, right? It's, it's almost like using a crowd to draw a crowd. So if you're coming with me, you're going to be part of the crowd to start. And then and we, we start the trivia. And then if people are walking by, I try to ask them, Hey, do you have an answer for this question? And, um, just to draw a crowd. And then once you get someone, you, you can pretty much tell between one or two that'll say, yes. Hey, do you think you're a good person for $5 or for whatever gift card or whatever, do you want to track the good person test? And I, I've never had anybody tell me no yet uh, that once you get that crowd going. So, um, you know, you know sure, I'm, I'm a pretty good person. Well, come on in, man, win five bucks uh, or whatever uh, and get them up and, and do the good part. But, so for me, what's fun and um, can have a lot of fun interacting with folks, a little more extroverted uh, for this part. But um, I would say trivia time is one of the ones I do the most. I, I, I know which one you're going to use, but go ahead, man. i am not going to steal your.
0: Oh, we've been we've been doing the riddle for a long time at, at the at the bridge. I, I I do what you're talking about as well. The trivia time. Uh, I, I really feel like I need more volunteers for that though. Right. And I would say that it, like you said, you 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 know, you get the Indianapolis coach thing, and you got all these guys coming with you. You can align your 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 area with some uh, volunteers. I whenever I have enough volunteers, I'll throw the open air preaching out there uh, and do what you're talking about with the trivia time. I, I like that approach as well. We both learned it at Ambassador's Academy in 2018. So uh, you know, it's it's good. I, I love it, but I am gonna say I love the I love the riddle that we use. Yeah, and the riddle um, is I'm gonna tell you what the riddle is, and I, I stole this from um, from Eddie uh why am eddie i roman. Eddie, eddie roman eddie roman, roman
1: yeah
0: <laughs> roman's road roman's uh, Road podcast <laughs> so eddie roman uh had put this on facebook and it was just a, a sign that said uh the man who made it didn't need it the man who bought it didn't use it the man who used it didn't know it what is it what is it right and so it's basically uh, uh i put that riddle on a on an easel out there on the bridge and as people walk by hey come solve my riddle and you'd be you'd be surprised at how many people stop. And when we yeah. go out there, we, we are usually busy the whole time that we're out there, uh, you know, uh, giving hints, trying to get them <laughs> to that place. And, and, and the answer to the riddle, surprise, surprise, it's a casket. It's yeah. a coffin. Right. And once I get to the casket, coffin, whatever conversation to swing to the spiritual. Right. Tell me, <laughs> follow up question. What happens after the casket? Right. What do you mean?
1: Hmm.
0: What do you believe happens when we die? What is there an afterlife in your in your mind? And so this is this is you know how, what do you believe? I want to know. I'm interested to know what you believe happens after we die. And uh, then they'll start to answer the questions. And the next thing you know, you're you're, you're in that spiritual conversation. Um, I will tell you this, and I I just want to preface this by saying because what you just said a minute ago about the humor, there's uh, there's I'm, I'm going to tell you now th- this approach that me and you have, Brian, it's very similar. Me and you do very similar things. Uh, we were brought up in the in the same in the same way, kind of way, of the master living waters uh, type of thing. But there are evangelists out there that would look at us and say, "You need to be serious about this." They sure. they'll put on a serious face and say, "You're you're bringing humor to something that's not humorous." And I I would I would dare to say I I, I think you're reading something you know into this that that's not there. Yes, the ser- the subject is serious in the end. But Jesus didn't mind laughing once in a while, right? I think I think if you if you read some of what he th- there was there there was times when he was biting and he was sarcastic and he was downright you know giving him what they what they needed to hear and so some of the way he talked I think is is taken wrong by some so I look to Jesus to see what he did now here's here's the thing I would say don't when when Brian says being humorous to draw a crowd I'm the same way. I, I want people to, to around me to be enjoying themselves right. because then they get immersed immersed in what we're talking about and and they'll stick around for the gospel presentation brian i have had 50 to 70 people in front of me and i'm gonna i'm just gonna be straight up when i say this <clears throat> in the crowd i noticed a gay couple right two men and and you could tell they were together they were holding hands when they showed up Right. They saw the crowd. They came to the crowd and I'm um, hearts beating faster. What's going to what's going to happen here. Right. right. And uh, when we swung it over to the spiritual and started preaching the gospel, one of the guys wanted to leave. But the other guy wanted to stay. He's like, Wait, wait, let's let's listen to what he has to say. There was never an interruption. They didn't get angry. They didn't get upset. Nothing like that happened. But you could tell that one of them wanted to hear the rest of this. And I was so moved at what God was doing on that day. This is so important for, for you to hear. There will be times um, when it looks like, you know, what you're doing, because you're drawing people in with humor or something like that, that people will critique that and say, you're using uh, tactics that, that are de- deceptive or something like that. No, I, I'm a charismatic guy, right? Mm-hmm. I can I can make, you know, jokes and stuff and we can have great conversation. That's how I draw you in. I am not a person that can go around healing people. This is what Jesus did. Jesus <laughs> healed people and, and they oh, came, man. multitudes came to him. And I always, I joke around about that. I say, I, I say I'm not Todd White, bro. I don't lengthen legs, <laughs> right? So I have to use my the gifts that God's given to me. And one of those is to to be a humorous guy and to, and to use my personality to bring people in. And I think that's a, one thing that that is uh, about us that's important. The personalities that we give or that we have right. draw people in. Go ahead, and, and, go ahead. No, I was just
1: gonna say I, w- I want to make a clarification because I've been with you what four years now. Uh, we've been out, never once heard you n- no crude humor or no racy humor, nothing like that. Um, actually, matter of Theologies of podcast it just came out this week on on mouth and our language and and how we should how we should speak. So I've heard, um, Reverend, you know, I, I would say we're we're relating to people in their situation, having fun with them we're smiling um, we're, we're it's not um, doom and gloom. It, it, it is, it is uh, conversational. If they're wearing a funny shirt, well, you know, I'll try to make a, uh, make a quick little, you know uh, just a quip on the, on the shirt or a color or just something to get them to laugh a little bit um, and have fun. And, and then, but again, that's that relating to them in the natural. And then I'm waiting for that moment to, to create an opportunity uh, to flip it to the spiritual. So, but yeah, never, I just want to make sure uh, we clear, uh, clarify, Um, right, right, right. It's Um, always clean. It's not humor, humor, and we're not, out there doing a a straight line joke or anything of that nature. Um, it's just having fun with folk, um, you know, trying to get them engaged uh, in the questions if they have silly answers, silly, you know, something, maybe something silly back at them. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's just having fun and, and making it, um, of enjoyable because we're going to get serious here in a minute and and it usually goes that direction so far pretty well
0: yeah i mean um if you think about it um to engage with a with a a full crowd of 50 to 70 uh people um there's got to be something they stick around for right right and uh, i think that uh one of the things that uh, when i say that people, well isn't the gospel good the gospel is good enough right the gospel is Right. right um but god has given us gifts the gifts, your strengths, those are those are God gifts, God's right. gifts, right? Um, if you're listening to us, right, and this is one of one of the gifts that you have, you know your gifts. Use those gifts for the advancement of the gospel, right? Use those gifts mm. to turn that into something that 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 uh, uh, allows you to evangelize, right? Um, because um, get this, and I, I I'm thinking now about the parable of the talents, right? Um, God is giving you talents or gifts, right, uh, to use for investing. Mm. and and growing uh his kingdom and so this is important use your gifts <laughs> use, your, use your talents right yeah. um and i want to i want to just give one last little thing we've, we've given insight on you know just like going out in the streets starting this conversation making the prayer talking to family members talking to co-workers uh out there on the streets talking to strangers right and so there's there's a lot of you know how do we get started the question How do we get started? Um, I think it's important for us to just say this one thing. Get started. Right. Right. Because a lot of people that sit there, I just can't. I just can't. Listen, I'm going to say this. Once you step out there and you start to do this on a regular basis and be intentional about it, set a day, set a time, set a goal. And if you're going out with with a group, here's one thing I always tell people that want to come out with us. Bro, if you're nervous, if it's something you feel like, just come see what we do. Yep. Just come stand on the side and pray for us, right? As mm-hmm. we do what we do. And then you'll see and you'll get to, to hearing us and to seeing that, what we do. And you will be blessed by that just as well, right? And, yeah. um, and I was going to
1: say on the team yeah. thing, let me jump on the team because I know we're, we're in this up. And but I want to make sure the importance of the team. Let's say you have four or five folks that are with you that are there, and then you build a group of 20, right? Let's say a couple do peel off and they they don't get to the gospel. Well, my team is trained to say, okay, who's going to chase the first one? So go, go, Hey man, what curious why you're leaving? What did he say? Something that, so have the team go and get a second chance at witness. And even while you're still talking, or when you finish with the person on the box and you're going to pray with them or talk with them a little bit more, my team is trained. You go find someone in the crowd to witness to and, and ask them how they do on the test. And, and, and so it's an automatic mood starter just from there if the team is important to work with them and then one one other one is well well brian i'm i'm not really ready to do the trivia thing yet or the good person test or the riddle but i still want to do something i had two two gentlemen uh heath and rob this year on my team that all i said look just get up on the box and read scripture they want to do something publicly but they didn't know what i said just open your bible read i don't care john 3 Romans three, just something to just pick a scripture that you want to read and just read scripture publicly. It's amazing. Just let the word of God go out. It won't return void, right? That's just another easy way to get started. You don't have to, to memorize anything. If you want to memorize a, a section, a big section of scripture, that's cool too, but, or just open up the word and just read the word. That's just another small way to get started uh, in the public marketplace.
0: So you mentioned, you mentioned Heath. I think I met him. Uh, yes,
1: this, at GP. Yep, yep.
0: <laughs> Heath is great, man. I loved, I loved uh, talking to him. Eighteen <laughs> year old
1: man, not, maybe nineteen now. Man, but I, I just absolutely
0: love the the time that we had uh, together while we were talking over there. Um, so I think, uh, yeah, keep on training him up, Brian. I think this is important. Uh, here's here's one last thing. I think it's time, you know, that we give our final thoughts and, yep, and yep. Uh, we we move on from this. But I I, I will say I will say this: um, if you've got experienced evangelists around you hook up with them Mm. right start to start to ask questions about this because uh what we want to do is to get you excited that's one of the things right excite equip right uh we want to excite you about evangelism Mm. god is moving in the hearts of men and he uses a gospel proclamation to do that the gospel is the power of god into salvation uh but how will they hear without a preacher Mm. right and how Mm. will that preacher go unless he's sent and so this is, this is what I'm saying. You know, if you're listening to us and you feel like, man, who will go for us? Here I am, send me, here am I, mm-hmm. send me, uh, go, go forth. You're commanded to, and uh, take some of the tips that we just gave you and, and incorporate those into your, into your regular life. Think about what we're talking about because um, we've been doing this for a while, right, Brian? Yeah. And, and so, you know, I'm telling you, I've, I've had a ton of conversations and uh, you know, it's uh it's, it's something that's been, proven more and more all the time right people will listen if you give them a reason to listen mm. right um, yeah. but get it, it it takes your first step it takes the first step that's my that's kind of my final thought that brian what, what what do you have as a final thought
1: well i got a few but let me let me throw in real quick i hope you've been listening since the beginning i, I offered up a guarantee a money-back guarantee uh that that if you listen Um, you, you will have an answer to any question. Someone throws at you. So if if you tell me you don't have an excuse anymore that Brian, I don't know enough. Right. But if you just know this answer, I don't know. I don't know is a perfectly good answer to any question. You know what? I don't know either a, you can get back to them or B. I don't know about that verse and where you're bringing that at, but here's what I do know and get to the gospel. Here's what I do know. Um, so, uh, again, uh, I stole that, uh, completely from, from Andrew Rappaport, uh, from the Rappaport and uh, Apologetics live on Thursday nights. You want to check him out, right? comfort with living water. Also totals the same thing. Um, th- but be confident that I don't know. Now here's, here's the caveat to that. It's okay for the first time to, I don't know, but that should lead you to Bible study to go get that answer. So you don't have two of those, I don't knows in a row, right. The next time you go out. So learn as you go. You and I learn something every time we go out together, every time we do this podcast, bro, we're, we're sharpening each other, which is great uh, because we really don't go over each other's notes until we go through the show. So that's kind of keeps it, keeps it fresh. But, so I don't know is a perfectly good answer to any question to give you confidence. I would say the, the the three things in my kind of concluding thoughts is one there's not, that's the thing, man. We don't teach methods, right? We teach biblical evangelisms, go to the word, um, get biblical answers, but have yourself, I call, if Jesus said, be fishers of men, right? We're, as disciples, we're supposed to be fishers of men. What a good fisherman have. They've got a toolbox. I'm sorry, a tackle box, right? They've got a tackle box of different bait. So sometimes maybe the $10 coin, maybe the million dollar coin, maybe the million dollar bill, maybe the thank you card have different options and discernment, right? Because in John three, Jesus witnessed the Nicodemus differently than the woman's well in John four. So there, there's different uh, things that just discerning of what you need at the time, uh, get yourself a good tackle box built and, 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 and get, get, get kind of fluid there. Um, and then I would, like you said, man, just start, just go right? Go make disciples, go, go, go be my witness. Um, just step out in faith. There's nothing. You will never be more nervous or frightened than before you start. But once you start, you'll never be more confident and filled. Um, when you're done that you'll never look back and say, man, I wish I didn't talk to that person. Never. There's always something to come from it. So I would say press through the fear. Um, Ray had one great story, um, that that I've stolen. I use, it's like, if you look at the and uh, uh, here in Indiana, we got some ice lately. If you look at an icy pond and, and Jimmy, if I said, go jump in that pond, you'd be like, man, that's cold. I don't like cold water. I'm afraid of it. I don't want to do it. Right. But if you had a son and your son was drowning in that, you wouldn't even think about the cold. You would go, you love your son enough to go swim in that thing to get him out and save him. So it's that let the love of the lost Trump, the fear, of maybe an unusual or uncomfortable situation. So let love Trump fear.
0: That's good. That's good. And we haven't been given a spirit of fear. That's right. Let's go out there and take dominion. <laughs> hey, I, I, we hope you enjoyed this, this episode. Um, we're wanting to do, you know, uh, some equipping here. And, and one of those things is one of those ways that we do that the bigger ministry is to come to your town, mm. to come to your local church. Um, the Minimum, we, we, we would like to see uh, at least 50 people. So if you have to get together with another church, that'd be great. Uh, but we want to come to your town and put on a, a conference. Uh, we'll come on our dime. Uh, we'll teach in the morning. We'll have lunch with everyone there. And then we'll go out and put it into practice. Um, if that, if that is you, if that's your local church, go go to heartsforthelost.com and uh, go ahead and reach out to us. There's a message board there. Uh, there's, you can learn all about us. You can learn about the team. You can, you can start setting up this, this time that we might be able to come in and do that for you, uh, on the same, on the same subject, I would say this. Yes, we do it on our dime, but there is also at heartswitheloss.com a donate button, uh, because we, we do have to, there's, there's some of you out there that are saying maybe, uh, you know, this isn't something that I need at my church, but I do want to give to this ministry and to this good cause, of uh getting the gospel out there and, and and uh advancing the kingdom of heaven and so i i want to give to that so if you want to go you want to give one time or you want to give on a recurring basis you can do that just go and click on the donations button uh at HeartsForTheLost.com. uh last thing just reach out to us if, if you know you have any questions any kind of pushback any kind of uh, thoughts that you had about what we discussed today, you can reach out to us um, at H4TL, H4, the, the numeral for H4TL, uh, the podcast, at, that's, that's the at, right, at h 4 yeah, yeah for Twitter, uh, you can just search for us on Facebook, Hearts for the Lost, um, and we don't have an Instagram yet, do we, Brian?
1: No, not not moved. I'm learning. I'm trying to learn the other two first, man. I'm, I'm learning.
0: You're doing a good job. Maybe by episode, episode ten. Stuff. Maybe by episode
1: ten. I'm not <laughs> I'm, sure. I
0: would tell you something. I, I'm trying to put some stuff on Instagram. I'm like, man, I'm so confused by that. I'm an old man <laughs> to be trying to do Instagram stuff. Uh, but uh, there's that. Uh, I'm at Los Jimmy Brian. Where are you at?
1: At B nine. That's B the and then N I N D E at B nine. Also Facebook Brian nine. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, please follow us um, on Twitter. Trying to build uh, followers, um, we, we're I'm posting uh, man quotes that we're learning uh, things from the cast, uh, videos, the interviews. Um, just trying to put a bunch of content uh, out there to to deliver and, and create a buzz. So I just ask follow us, share um, with friends, uh, especially on Facebook uh, and Twitter. Uh, our good one, but um, just connect with us. Um, We're going to talk about events that are coming. We got, uh, we do have some churches asking. So some event dates are going to be coming. Uh, So hopefully we can uh, be at a church near you. Um, But we'd love, again, um, this podcast is, is fun. And Jimmy and I get to talk more about evangelism, which we do anyway. Um, But we are here really to to drive um, evangelistic, biblical evangelism training uh, to the local church. So uh, we would love to connect if you're a pastor, an elder, a lay person, small group leader, get us in touch uh, with your leaders of your church. Again, Jim, you said it, uh, we will do it on our own dime. Um, We we will come. uh, We have a team, uh, six of us, Uh, depends on the size, how many we'll bring uh, at an event, but uh, there's a team of us, um, highly qualified, that just love love the Lord and um, love training and teaching on evangelism, but also love doing. So so we'll take you out. And, and again, it's the difference in anything I've seen. It's just not classroom training. We'll take you out in the street and, and show you um, arm by arm uh, how it's done. So, um, yeah, I'm excited. 2022 is going to be great. Actually, tomorrow is we're filming on, or video or whatever you call this recording. On, tw- on twenty one, but tomorrow's two twenty two twenty two, but um yeah man, uh, sometime in twenty two, uh it, it's gonna it's gonna pick back up and, and it's gonna be great. So I'm excited. Excited. Um, so you're on the team now, Jimmy, and we got a um, uh, whole whole bunch of Brad and some other guys, new guys uh, on the team. Uh, you know, with Doug, Greg and, and and Blair. So we are we're ready. Um, we're refreshing some of the powerpoints. So we're we're excited to get out there.
0: All right. Awesome. And, and so, Brian, until next time, have a heart and go share your faith.